I uh, enjoy podcasting. It is my life. How many marshmallows do you have in your house right now? Do you ever do Mad Dog 2020? Women talk to dumb people every day, Jared. Yeah, maybe they can fix that in editing. Hello. I don't know if genius means what you think it means. Searching, Searching for, for Rick. Rick. Okay, so we should go back to way back to episode six. Feels like we haven't talked in forever because we have to do some follow up on that. Nothing too crazy. Last time on Searching for Rick, we were searching for Leslie Jordan, who we d- oh, kn- knew him. before we started a little bit that he was no longer lost and is actually lovable. Um, yeah, huge deal. Huge deal right now. The darling of Instagram. I just watched him on The Help uh, uh, on Netflix. I've, I've never seen The Help. Have you never seen that. The Help? No, and it's on Netflix, so I just watched Did it. Did it make you want chocolate pie? She was really loving it, too. She was like, oh, this is so good. Like, what, did you do? what do you do to make this so good? Like, you can't make shit. You can't dress no, up shit. No, there's no way. And she would you have been shit delicious. in the hospital in no time. Oh, that's right. Diseases and stuff. Yeah, she definitely like would have gotten coli. bacteria. Yeah, no way. Um, but it was done brilliantly, obviously, in the book. And the movie. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'd never seen the movie, uh, like I said, prior to this. And I, I just hate when movies make me so upset about, like, how people were treated back then like yeah. how black people particularly were treated back during the 50 what year was this it must have been the 50s or 60s um, well it's a longer period than that and yeah but, but i mean it's just like during the, the period of the, the time period of the show of, of the movie rather like, right like during people during that 50s. period just were yeah it's just like it was mississippi so it's the heart of the south you already know how they treat you know black people from the stories you've read or seen yeah i think it was so whenever Emmett Till was around, because it, it, whenever Medgar Evers was shot and killed too, because they mentioned the killing of Medgar Evers, who was a big civil rights activist. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Leslie Jordan was in that movie. I hate that we keep bringing, uh, I'm <laughs> sorry to be going on a tangent. Well, but, no, uh, yeah, we're, we're about to jump right down there. And he was so funny. Like he was, he only had like a couple of scenes in the movie, but he was just like, I was just like, uh, I can't, I haven't watched that movie hilarious. in forever. I saw it when it first came out and I can't place which, what character he was. He was the newspaper editor uh, where uh, Emma Stone worked. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Emma Stone's boss. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He's just playing himself. He's just walking around with his short Southern accent. And he's, I need those papers. I need that turn in immediately as a deadline. Like he's just, it's just him <laughs> yelling. That's your Leslie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the best I got. Yeah, he's hilarious. But he does, I think he does play himself. But why wouldn't you if you're Leslie Jordan? Of course you should play yourself yeah. because I think they literally hire you to be Leslie Jordan yeah. if you are Leslie Jordan. It's it's the perfect package, why wouldn't you? You can fit him in your little pocket. God bless him. But we didn't have a lot. We didn't say a lot incorrectly <laughs> on that one. What? I know. Are we or I just starting got, to catch ourselves. Do our own, do our research properly. Maybe I got well, sick I of am. listening. I'm not real sure. That could also be the case. So the only thing that I had was we did go off on a big tangent in that episode talking about you know, race, and we ended. We t- talked about the story from my hometown of the school bus system being desegregated, oh, yeah, and I said I think right. we were like the last school bus system in the U.S. because it was the early nineties. Yes, because boy, you remember it. boy, was I wrong. What? Um, oh my gosh! So it's kind of hard to find because obviously all the schools were technically desegregated, right? But right. they weren't 
integrated, if you will. Mm. So I found that a county in Mississippi that just desegregated their bus system in 2015. Wow. 2015. 2015? It took that long. Yeah. That's crazy. Of like nobody wow. being like, uh, I hey, think we have a- uh, you guys know that the uh, civil rights movement is over and it, we are. It's so weird that like I go to school with these people, but I never see them on the bus after school. On the bus. What right, bus do they home. ride? I mean, that's also something you got to consider too is in that city, maybe it's just a red line city to where like white people live on one side of town and black people live on the other side and of town. And it said that a lot of that is is left over. That's just, yeah. Um, like, there are a lot of small cities in the country that are still set up like that. Yeah. Um, well, it said partly because, so I read further and it was saying that segregation has actually increased since 1990 due to disparities in income. Oh, wow. And so it creates residential segregation, uh, yeah. but then leads to all, you know, businesses yeah. segregating, schools segregating, right. on and on and on, right? Right. But yeah, we've had an increase in 1990, which, you know, with the income disparity, I mean, it makes sense. It's just like unintentional but then if you get into all kinds of things that everybody validly is talking about right now that need to be changes in all of our systems and how we've set them up have all led to those outcomes you know what i mean yeah so um i kind of ended up going down a little rabbit hole about that but i won't bore everybody with that's interesting though no because it's like now i want to go look i'm searching for cities that still practice old you know old bigoted laws i mean i'm curious as to what other towns are doing this well and then there's a bunch of stuff on school choice and talking about how if you allow for school choice then kids that are as you said the you know the red line are on the other side of it can choose to go to a school that's outside of what they would normally be district for right yeah and that helps with integration i wonder how often that happens well right and how comfortable do you, do kids feel doing that on either right. either side, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's gonna it's parents that have to lead the way on that. I would think. I kind of like the option though of the option of integration because I've heard so many people say that integration was just an awful idea uh, because it just made um, conditions for African Americans worse in the sense that when you integrate integrated kids in school um white kids learned more uh they were in better classes or whatever they were all kind of pooled together in the same classes to be competitive amongst each other while the black kids were you know in a class amongst themselves um or the majority rather of black kids were among themselves in a class and they had they, they tend to they tend tended to have less educational uh, opportunity. Less an opportunity. Thank you uh, uh, for them to move forward, and you know, so there. I think there were disparities in integrated schools sure. for sure, sure because it's just. So I mean, I, I could see that argument, and but so the choice the... of do you want to stay with your with your own race and 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 learn and know you're know you're going to be educated uh, because your race is teaching you to be educated, or go to an integrated school where you have, uh, you know, you might get a white teacher who is not going to teach you the way that a black right. teacher might have right. taught you and, and then, you know, end up teaching you less. So, I mean, there, there were, I, I like that option of, you know, choosing one or the other as opposed to. 
Well, then, the, but you know, then the challenge there is you're creating school environments that don't reflect the real world. That's true. And so you're isolating white kids from black kids and black kids from white kids. Let's just use those two races as the example. And then how once they graduate high school, unless we do it in college too, at least when they graduate college, if if they went to segregated colleges, you're going to get out in the real world and have to work together. And if you have all white kids that were never friends in elementary school with any black kids, it makes those lines even harder to cross, right? It's true. Like it's got to start. I mean, I'm not saying the way that schools were integrated was a perfect system. Obviously, somebody just got the message in 2015 that they should have gone a couple more steps. Right. They skipped some steps or something. But Jeez. it just seems like you have to start somewhere. And, you know, what I'm hearing as far as that goes is like, okay, there's the issue of we've got the kids in the school together, but we still have the same adults teaching. Right. So the problem needs to be about the leadership in the school. The teachers in the school need to be that like it has to be integrated at every level. It can't just be, oh, now we have the kids together and they'll just be fine. You have a white teacher, you need black teachers. You know, like yes. you have but a white principal, you need a black principal. Like you need to have everything, every level has to be integrated in order for it to be a system that has any hope of producing the results that people want it to. So you're saying then the school would need to have a black principal and then an equal like a unilateral white principle. No, no, sorry. I'm not saying that you have to have co-principles necessarily. I'm just saying that like in the lead. Right, right. I mean, it could be, who knows? Why not? But like, I I was saying more that like, you've got to take integration to every level of the school. Yes, but also when you integrate like that though too, you have to make sure and ensure that those uh, teachers and administration are there for every single kid and not just, you know, one particular race of kids. Yeah. Let's go back to our follow-up as we get off our tangent for a second. I didn't realize that we were still doing the follow-up. I thought we were about to get started. (laughs) (laughs) We're still doing the follow-up. Hang in there, people. We're going to breeze right through this. Okay. So Jared mentioned that Georgia does not have um, a hate crime law. He's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Georgia, along with South Carolina, Wyoming, Indiana, and Utah are the only states without hate crime laws. (laughs) Insane. Like, they don't have any. So, obviously, some states have one or two. Some states... Read those states off again for me. South Carolina, Wyoming, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and Utah. So, there are five states total, because you read those four states, and then Georgia's the fifth one, right? I mean, I I get why South Carolina and Georgia would be on that list, because those are just a couple of bigoted southern states. And me being the judgy southerner that I am, I could see those southern states not having hate crime laws, because that's just how... You know, uh, uh, Alabama does, Mississippi does, Tennessee does, yeah. Florida. Right. Florida does. I know that's crazy, but I mean, you know, I could see some, uh, like even Georgia has been uh, boastful about it. Like they were saying, like, oh, I didn't even think we needed one or whatever. It's like I'm sure South Carolina could be just as um, callous about oblivious it. Yeah. or callous, yeah, about you know, like not thinking that. Uh, that hate doesn't happen in their state because, you know, things are just wonderful here in the South, in South Carolina. And that's just not true. I mean, it's, it's, it just shows you the people who run the state are just totally devoid of the issues of their people. Yeah, they're just so not- Utah and Wyoming, though, I have, like, 
I don't think black people live there, so it's totally fine. <laughs> but then, but then you also have to consider gay people too. I, don't yeah, think I was going to say there's, there's Utah, hate crime. Those are just in the middle. Like there's just no diversity at all. Yeah, there's zero diversity there. So I mean, <laughs> it makes sense not to have a hate crime because who are you hating against each other? I mean, yeah, that's that that wouldn't hold up in court. So I mean, like I said, I don't think there's even like uh, LGBT community there in Wyoming or Utah. So I'll, sure, I'll, that everybody that's screaming at. Uh, the podcast right now, I'll look that up and correct you on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that he thinks there's no gays in Utah and Wyoming. I just, you know, prove me wrong, America. <laughs> Call in right now. Call us 17. Call in if you are <laughs> gay and living in Utah. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. The hotline is on. The hotline. <laughs> um, Okay, then the other thing we talked about was the ghetto-themed party that was um, hosted by some former co-workers of ours. Oh, yes. And I looked up the source. You may already know this, but just for myself and other listeners, uh, the source of the word ghetto, like, where did that come Like, you know, we know how it's used today. But like, yeah, where did the original that definition has to do with a uh, Jewish neighborhood or something, yes, right? Yes, dead on. Yeah, it was a quarter of a city in which Jews were formerly required to live. And then it kind of turned into any member of minority group that all live in one place, especially because of social, legal, or economic pressures. I love how the definition makes it sound like it's universal, like any race, uh, any yeah, minority, yeah. rather. <laughs> it's considered uh you know in, in these situations uh living well, in the ghetto technically that should be yeah <laughs> what the fuck people call the ghetto in in america, in america and that, that's yeah. it's so funny to me because like i brought this up amongst friends to, uh white friends particularly uh who you know they, they, they like using the word ghetto like oh that's so ghetto and i got so offended by that word because the way we use ghetto in america is not in reference to a Jewish neighborhood. And I knew the definition of, of, of what a ghetto was when I was offended by my friends. And I would tell them like, yo, I don't like that word. Like you can't use that word. And then they get like questionable about it. Like, why, why would I, why would you be offended about a word about a Jewish neighborhood? I'm like, you know, good and goddamn well that you were not using that word well, in reference to a Jewish neighborhood. Like when you were driving past that check cashing place, you didn't say, Ooh, this is so Jewy or this is such a <laughs> Jewish neighborhood. You did not say that you're talking about ghetto in reference to, uh, uh, low-income black neighborhoods that you would not want to find yourself caught dead in, which is offensive. Well, exactly. And I think that the reality is that that may have been the origination of the word, but as we all know, yes. <laughs> just because a word originally originated... Oh, it changed. Yeah. It changed it's, it's, that fucking that, word. That is not how it's used regularly. So. I guess like the word gay, because the word gay didn't mean what it meant always, and it always didn't mean happy or something at one point, yeah. and then it kind of like matured into something else. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how words mature over the years, because like I think I've heard the word gay like in old movies, like, oh, we're going to have a gay old time. Oh, please come to the cotillion. We're going to have a gay old time. <laughs> What like, movie are you watching? That's <laughs> not a real movie. I don't know what movie Please come to the cotillion. We're going to have a gay old time. <laughs> I don't know what movie that is. That's literally, oh, uh, it's these cartoons. It's these, it's these old cartoons you're watching. It is. It's, it's Song of the South, the Disney movie. That's exactly what it is. Oh, please come to the cotillion. <laughs> it's going to be so gay. I don't know what a cotillion even is. It's going to be the gayest cotillion uh, ever. And on another episode, I'll tell you about um, being part of a debutante ball. 
Oh, that's interesting. I actually was a, a escort for a debutante ball. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, whole, that's a whole nother thing. That's that's wild. a world that I just don't want to be a part of. I'm glad I was just an escort. And shouldn't one. be even happening anymore. Yeah, like, I mean, even like that's another like it's a leftover for tradition's sake that should just be done. Yes, just go to work, go away. Because yeah. at, at this point, it feels like they, they are like parading horses for like <laughs> yes. yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. It really feels outdated when you yeah. attend one but even still the one the one debutante ball i attended in my entire life it was what senior year of high school so it was probably just a practice that was fine back then but nowadays it is it, it like you know we, we are in a world of wokeness and i don't think there is a place for something like nope. That. nope 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 yeah. um okay so last thing was that um you had mentioned that you know some of the biggest businesses like the NFL and Walmart hadn't commented yet on the black lives matter movement. They did. They finally did. Mm -hmm. Um, so they both now made statements. The NFL, of course, the commissioner, um, Roger Goodell released a video apologizing and saying that basically they were wrong of how they handled all this in the past. Yeah. And then Walmart released a memo by the CEO and, you know, talked a lot about commitment to racial um, equity, but then also they're going to do a hundred million dollars towards supporting four different programs. They all look like they're internal programs within Walmart itself mm. to basically be supporting um, not only hiring practices, but like, you know, growth within the company. And then some of Walmart employees doing community work. Also, I think that they do it because they don't want to lose those dollars. And that's and so fine. Like, I mean, at the no, end of the day, like, it, I'm glad that people will take away those dollars from them to teach them that. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like I, I've said before um, to black friends, of course, that, you know, the best way to even protest, in my opinion, is to hit people in their wallets, boycott these companies that are, are, are you know, promoting this kind of behavior. And I think that's why certain companies said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yes, right. yes, yes. We got hashtag BLM. Yeah, 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 for sure. Whatever you say. Just don't <laughs> take your money away from us. Whatever you do. Well, so and I, I, even if that leader themselves, you know, people that work under them are like, that guy's full of shit, right? But them saying it publicly, does that open the door for somebody that's in their, their company to walk up and say, all right, yes. I'm, I'm applying for this VP to- job. Right. No, no, no. You said yep. Black Lives Matter. So right. you need to review this. And that's and that's the that's the truth of things. Like, you know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna move forward saying all of this uh and having all this solidarity, then you need to practice what you preach. It's about intent. It's about intent. I think that like all this and saying that like putting your logo out there with the Black Lives Matter slogan or you know their logo yes. doesn't mean anything if you don't have the intent behind it right and, and you but, know but once you put that logo out there though it's like you have to you have to at that well point. and like, i would you, say for those people like, that are no working for companies who may have done that and they know that there's no intent behind it empower yourself to create the intent because what's happened is they've at least opened the door yeah even if they don't want to walk through it the door's open so you go kick that door through and be empowered yourself as a member of that company to say, you said this enough is enough. and hold them to it. Because if that yeah. leadership has no real intent to actually follow through with the meaning of what it is for your company to say Black Lives Matter, then it's up to every one of the employees 
to empower themselves to push them in that right direction, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's up to every, like everyone has to be on one accord in order for this to happen, in order for this to work. Hire more black people, y'all. <laughs> well, that's all for our follow-up. And our tangents oh. off our follow-up, which ends up being yeah. the majority of our episode. I was about to say, like, we were tangent. Like, this is I know, crazy. I know. But there's a lot going recording. on in the world right now. There is. There's just a lot of conversation that needs to be had. And yeah. I think that, you know, we just have to make a break. I mean, you know, make a, um, you know, we have to take time out to talk about this stuff. Exactly. So it is what it is. So who are we searching for today in episode? Oh, man. Seven. This is going to be a... F- I don't. It's not a fun one because it's really. This that that shows how petty and vicious I am. You picked him to out. say it's a fun one. Yeah, to say but to say that this is a fun one because that person is a train wreck is really rude of me to say. I should not have said this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be an interesting one okay. because it's going to make you person, feel better about yourself, though. It does make <laughs> me feel better about myself. When you read a story like this one, you're like, God. Damn, I dodged a bullet. I am awesome. Yeah. I am so awesome. I'm so glad I didn't go to Bayside High School. I know. It's kidding. so good I'm not famous right now. Or <laughs> infamous. You know, not infamous is more this guy's name. Uh, uh, and his name, speaking of, is Dustin Diamond. Do you know that name? Uh, no. I did not recognize this name because I only... I know. You, I, you confuse me. I, like, you swear you're like this pop queen i never swear i was a pop queen i knew if you referenced him as screech i absolutely know who that is okay but i don't know the name of any of those actors except for tiffany amber thiessen you don't know i was about to say how do you know tiffany amber thiessen you don't know mark paul gosseler which one was he what was his name on the show zach morris i know zach morris you don't know mario lopez now i do know mario lopez but that's because he's I think still the relevant. The only Hispanic person on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think he's still and relevant. He was, he was on... Well, I, that's what I was going to say. It's, I feel like all of the actors are still relevant. Mm, um, the one with the curly hair did maybe, that striptease movie, and that was it. She did. I feel like she was or she was in First Wives Club, too. Like she, She's oh, been in a few oh, things. Oh, she was. Your favorite movie. I forgot. Okay. Let's take a trip down memory okay. lane, shall we? Sure. In a little segment I like to call Appearances by Dustin Diamond. I'm going to give you a chance to rename that. (laughs) That was horrible. (laughs) I couldn't think of it. (laughs) Well, don't do a lead-in if you're not prepared to deliver. In a little segment, I like to call Dustin Diamond in roles, including Saved by the Bell. Wow. Okay. Well, we know what you're not. Your strong suit is not. Okay. I'm not good at titles and creating titles. I I literally have made this a statement before telling people I'm great at creating concepts. But when it comes to giving that concept a name, I am the absolute worst. Well, why were you arguing with me about this podcast name then? You should have just let me because have it. Because I, I, cause that was a line that we said, like, where the hell is Rick Moranis? And I was like, oh, well, let's, let's go with that. And it's so it just that's the only reason why I said that. Normally, I would not be giving a title suggestion, okay. though. All right. That's not my thing. <laughs> I promise you. All right. Continue with Dustin Diamond, the Domino. So, uh, you know, Diamond began his child, began his acting career as a child. His first big break was playing the role of the nerdy but lovable Samuel Screech Powers on the television show Saved by the Bell. A lot of people don't know this, but before Saved by the Bell became Saved by the Bell, 
it was uh, named Good Morning, Miss Bliss. No. Did you know that? Miss Bliss. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love sorry. it. People people who watched Saved by the Bell but then didn't realize that there was Miss Bliss in the early Full season. disclosure, I've seen probably maybe five episodes of Saved by the Bell ever. That's disgusting. Oh, okay. Sorry. So you're not a real fan. I, I, I have so much to tell you then, if that's the case. <laughs> okay. So Samuel Powers, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond, uh, was one of the stars of original stars of the show uh, when it was called Good Morning, Mrs. Uh, Miss Bliss. It only was named that for like a year before they changed it to Saved by the Bell because that was the original formula of the TV show. It didn't focus so much on the kids. It focused on this teacher at John F. Kennedy Middle School called Miss Bliss. In case there's two Miss Bliss fans out there that like were like, what happened to that show? So uh, they kept Mark Paul and Lark and Dustin Diamond. And then they brought on three more characters, Tiffany Amber Thiessen to play Kelly Kapowski, uh, Elizabeth Berkeley to play Jesse Spano. And they uh, brought brought in um, A.C. Slater played by Mario Lopez. Those six characters pretty much drove the show and for many zany seasons. I don't know if you ever watched Saved by the Bell the college years. No. Really? <laughs> well, you didn't watch Saved by the Bell the college Oh, I guess you didn't want, you, said you, only, you said you only saw five episodes of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, so was it really? Yeah, why would I go to college, college with them if I didn't yeah. want to go to high school? Why would you go to college with them? Exactly. Yeah, so they went to college too. Uh, Mr. Belling did not, but I think the three guys did, including um, Dustin Diamond's character Screech. Um, there was a college episode where they're like looking for the colleges they're going to. You know, like Zach scores this un- insane number on the SAT. He actually gets like a fifteen hundred or something on the SAT. And so, you know, the issue of colleges that people are going to comes up. And so people are talking about going to Stanford, they're going to Yale, uh, Harvard is looking for Zach or whatever. And then they all just end up going to like, you know, fictional Southern California State University. And it's just like. They had to keep their acting hey, gig too. you guys have 1500 SAT. Why are you at Southern California State University? They chose the friendship. So I was just, I was really disappointed by that. I, I get what they were trying to do by keeping them all together or whatever. That was cute. But it's just like, give me a little more. I don't know. I feel like yeah. they wouldn't have had Networks another show. Didn't try too hard. They needed to have another show. They didn't, they didn't try hard enough. They could. They could have done it. Like if they really wanted to do a Save by the Bell college years show, they could have literally had them each at their own schools, and then their own friends at those schools, and like you could spend Who an episode with Screech. Who would have watched that? No, no, no. I would totally watch that. The, an episode of Screech with his friends at his school, an episode with Zach and his friends at his school, and then like they all talk together at the end or whatever on the phone. Oh. One fan does not a show make. You being the one person that would have watched them remote having having remote relationships. No. And part of the whole thing with a cast is if you have a cast that is has good mojo, you need to keep that cast together. Because you start splitting them up. Whenever they bring people, new people in, it can throw that off. It can throw off all that dynamic. So, like, exactly. the deal is That's if you had didn't... all of them at different colleges, and hopefully you could get some chemistry going with them and other characters there, but then have them do a wrap-up phone call at the end of it, it's like that formula doesn't work any better than the fact that they all ditch well, their... Okay, maybe out of the end, but you make sure that, that you get them all together, like, somehow at least a few episodes during the season. Like you, 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 you make sure that people see that the original cast is still together and we're like, they're still hanging tough. But I want you to make me a promise right now. 
that won't make this that really. you will not actually do any series like television series or try to be a creator <laughs> on a television series i'm a just, creative person just promise me you, in I the world or maybe i have some ideas don't be, for tv shows you can have the idea don't be the showrunner or i probably maybe wouldn't. i definitely have some great ideas for for tv shows that i wish somebody who was looking for a tv show idea would call me i, I have like a whole bank of, of cool ideas for tv shows well, well maybe we should maybe start like, letting I should you maybe create them or write them but maybe i can just create them. and then if you create them maybe leave at the peak because it seems like yes. you may hurt the franchise more if you stay with it all right tell us some more about what screech went on to do so what screeched <laughs> screech what Dustin Diamond has done really for the remainder of his life is Saved by the Bell. Oh, that was it. Like, yeah, like he has done, he's played the part of Screech in, of course, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Like I said, he played it, of course, on Saved by the Bell. He played it on Saved by the Bell, the college years. He played it on Saved by the Bell, the new class, where there was a whole new crop of kids that came into uh, Bayside after the original cast and Screech came back as like a counselor at Bayside. Oh, God. So he was still on the show. Yeah. And so, you know, he came back and did that on the new class and then he was on the uh, Hawaiian style sh- uh, movie. And then he did the Vegas movie where Zach and Kelly got married. So yeah, that's literally it though. Uh, acting wise, really. I mean, he's made a couple of cameos here and there, uh, like jokingly in some shows that have asked him to come and be on it. But he has not really done a whole lot of acting. He did. He's done some reality TV. He was on like Celebrity Big Brother, and um, he's done the show on VH1 called Celebrity Fit Camp. Um, back in 2007, he did that show along with some other celebrities like uh, DeBrat. So did after he got done doing one million, you know, reboots of Saved by the Bell and on and on and on. That's all his acting career. What about his personal life? So his personal life is interesting. He, I hate going through this because I now feel bad. Like I feel like you didn't do these things. He did these things. It's a bunch of juicy information. At first, I thought it was like a bunch of juicy information. I was like, oh, I'm gonna love this and just love talking about shitty how shitty somebody's life is but his life has been pretty shitty and i hate that for him but i mean you know it is what it is we're just re- reporting the news yeah which is exactly i'm just reading what, what i've what i've researched so he married his longtime girlfriend jennifer back in 2009 but since then the two have separated and during that time of his uh before or rather before, even prior to his marriage with his um with his then girlfriend jennifer um they got in a string of misdemeanors and incidents rather he was arrested for having a switchblade out in public and apparently the switchblade was tied to a man that was stabbed what yeah uh, you know what? I'm, I'm 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 wrong to say that his girlfriend jennifer was the one that he was in a lot of trouble with his fiance after jennifer amanda schultz um was in trouble too uh she she faced some charges um similar and she was actually found guilty and fined five hundred dollars. Later on, Dustin Diamond was convicted of two misdemeanors: convict, um, you know, concealed weapon, disorderly conduct, and he was cleared of the most serious charge, which is reckless, recklessly endangering public safety. What was that for? That was all in the same charge in May tw- oh. twenty fifteen. He was convicted of carrying concealed weapon and disorderly conduct. And then the most serious charge of those two misdemeanors was the recklessly endangering public safety. 
So on June 25th, 2015, that same year, uh, Diamond was sentenced to four months in prison. Yeah, so he did go to prison well, for what he did, though. I guess on May 20, May of 2015, he went to prison. And we don't, and they don't give you any real information of like what the there had to have been some tabloids that reported the whatever the reckless dramatics, the recklessly endangering of public yeah. safety was that he did. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, what does that even that's mean? Interesting. I have no clue. Unless. Do we suspect like drug and alcohol abuse or is he just like. I have found this is all tied together. This is all. Switchblade. one big incident where he had the possession of the switchblade okay. that was allegedly tied to an altercation in which a man was stabbed. Uh, that man turned out to be A.C. Slater. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that would have been such an interesting twist. What if he stabbed him? That's what I'm saying. So now, that's the thing, too, is that he's written a book. I think it's called Behind the Bell, where he talks about his former co-stars, and, and, and he's really, really critical of them, and he didn't place them in, any, in, 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 oh, in, in like such a good light. Diamond's former co-stars were highly critical of the book, and Mark Paul Gosler stated that his own experiences with the show were positive and did not see where any of the book's negative claims actually occurred on set. And so I guess that's probably from people's experiences too, because probably Mark Paul had a great Zach Morrissey type life, you know, off camera and 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 on set. Dustin Diamond probably had the screech treatment where he was probably treated like a fucking nerd. Sure, sure. He was the golden boy. Yes, exactly. Well, and he may have been, but then there's also, we all have to admit to ourselves if, you know, maybe you get treated one way, but maybe you also perceive things a certain way because you feel lesser than. Yeah. And if you're the, you're not only cast as the geek on set every day, right? Like, this is your role. You're the geeky guy. You kind of embody that. So it's not like you were the super hot Zach Morris and they were like, just act geeky. You embody that. And so you probably identify with that somewhat. And I'm not saying that he wasn't treated poorly, but I would guess that there was also some things there that the age that they were at the time as well, like that fed into all of that. There was probably some jealousy. Yeah. There was I mean, probably feeling like he was been mistreated when maybe everybody was being treated the same. And that later in life, it caused him to carry a switchblade around because he, he, he had something to prove to somebody. That was Alice's psychoanalysis of the whole thing. I don't know what he has. To, I don't know what he had to actually necessarily prove because in the book he also alleges that he had sex with with two thousand women, one of them being Whoa. M- right, one of them being NBC's vice president of children's programming, oh. who was eighteen years his senior. Oh, so two thousand women. So in way men talk, we divide that number by. 10? How does it work? Which is still 200, right? It's still 200, but it feels like a little easier to grasp. I would give him 200 knowing that like you were on television for a good 10 years, right? With all the different iterations iterations of the show. There's some people that think that if they can sleep with somebody, they can get closer to whatever they're around, right? The flame. That's true. I would give you 200. 2,000? I just... Yeah, that's what he alleges. I mean, I don't know how true this is. Who has right? the time or the energy? Just... Yeah, I'm, I won't confirm or deny that. And, any and nobody's going to be able to prove it because none of those women are going to stand up and say. No. I had sex with Screech. <laughs> that's, not, not anybody's, uh, that's not in anybody's diary, I'm sure. No, it's not in anybody's best diary. interest. To, yeah. Dear diary, Screech bent me over. And, oh no, no, no. Screech! Nobody's gonna. Yeah, nobody's gonna admit to Screech. I actually remember 
he was peddling at one point a sex toy that was molded from his dick. I remember this. Why do I know no, this? No, what? Yeah, it, maybe because I guess it was on Celebrity Fit Club or something. I remember when he was on Celebrity Fit Club. I do remember this show. And I kind of remember him on the show selling a dildo of his likeness. Well, now I'm going to have to, in the follow-up, look up what the sales were for that. Please do. And I'm going to have to do it in private mode so it doesn't get into my chat history, <laughs> my Google history. Yes, it'll pop up on your Facebook ads. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like, oh, looking for more. No. If you like Bess and Diamond Dildos, you'll <laughs> love. No. The Jesse Spano <laughs> vagina. Oh, God. Vagina. <laughs> so I, I do want to uh, say this as well. Uh, remember I told you that Dustin Diamond was sentenced to four months in prison. Yeah. Uh, he served three of those months uh, back in 2015 and was released on probation. And the probation officer determined that he violated the terms of his probation and he was arrested again in May of 2016 for that, for violation of probation. So that's where his personal life kind of stops. So I'm assuming that he's still in jail. Oh, maybe so. He could have COVID right now for all we know. There's definitely more to this switchblade story because yeah, you have, have a, a switchblade that they think was part of a altercation in a bar your fingerprints are clearly on it. It's your switchblade. Maybe it still has the blood of the person you stabbed, but most people are going to clean that off if they're going to continue to carry that around, right? Okay, so I found the story. Uh, TMZ has it. Um, this is Jarrett researching live right now. I know. <laughs> so I didn't even think about looking this story up. Like I didn't, I didn't think the story was that big of a deal, but you made it a big deal. So I didn't research it. <laughs> Sorry. I never researched You spent it. so long knowing every single episode and spin off of Saved by the Bell when we I don't even know you, why Dustin yes. Diamond is in jail right now. I could tell you every single episode of Saved by the Bell right now ad nauseum in detail. But I mean, you know, that's not the case right now. I, I didn't. I, you didn't tell me the research. I thought I was supposed to research Saved by the Bill. I'm sorry. No, oh, Dustin Diamond. <sighs> I didn't realize that. So anyway, the Port Washington Police Department says uh, Diamond was arrested early Friday morning for possession of a switchblade, reckless endangerment, and carrying a concealed weapon. Uh, cops tell us Screech allegedly <laughs> stabbed the guy after getting into an argument late Christmas evening that quickly okay. escalated. He did. He so he did. They he did. Stab, did stab okay. the guy. That's why he's the bar, in jail. The bar owner says it was over pics they were taking of Diamond, and then the actor bailed from the bar. So I guess after he stabbed him, he bounced. Which is so interesting too, because by then it wasn't like he was a big, so you know what I mean. Like it's not like you're Justin Bieber walking no, around the streets. No, not in twenty fifteen. So or like, I guess if one person wants to take a picture of you, probably all week. I'll give you that. Maybe you have one person a week that wants to do a picture. Yeah. And you're gonna stab the guy. And you're like pissed off about it. That's my thing about celebrities too. Is like they get so pissed off, especially if they're if if, if they ain't shit. Like if there's nothing really going on about them. And someone wants to like take a picture in jest or whatever, like they get so offended. It's like, but you're a celebrity. You have to realize that this comes with the territory until the day you die. You yeah, know, like you're you gonna have up. to realize that people are gonna say, Oh my god, it's fucking screech. And you're just gonna have to live with it. You can't be pissed off and say, I'm not screech anymore. No, motherfucker, you are still screech. Also, you, you didn't really you didn't you do any other roles. And so, you didn't do anything so else. So, like, to, you're, to, to you're angry that you're getting identified with the one thing you did publicly. All right. You know. So, Dustin Diamond's in jail, we think. Um, I'll try yeah, to I'm do some sure. further research in the fall, up and I can uh, maybe let you guys know where he's incarcerated. You can send <laughs> some letters. 
Um, yeah, you you guys can go do that too. You can uh, maybe address him as Mister. Yeah, Mister Diamond. He doesn't want to be called Screech anymore. So. Um, yeah, it's just Diamond. Please yeah. just call him Diamond. You know, and watch your back if you see him in a bar. To segue into our next segment, what did you do on your IG in the last week that was of any interest? <laughs> what did I do? On, as far as polls are concerned, um, I asked a question of, do you think I'm condescending? Not you being Alice, but just you being the people that watch my IG story. Do you think I'm condescending? Or I really put the question out for people who know me. Yeah. But of course, people who don't know me at all had to... Uh, put yes on there. So like literally <laughs> people who don't know me whatsoever, they just follow me on IG. Maybe they think uh, your IG is condescending. No, it's not. It's informative and edgy and funny. That's what I like to look at it. That that was a condescending response to that. That's how I picture it. You just but, you just you just spoke down to me about how I know. <laughs> I have to watch it. Because I really do think I am condescending and I just don't know it. Because I, I need I need to, and I need to fix it because not even in the sense of where I correct people. Like I'm not always correcting people. I do find myself if I feel like I have an edge on you in the smart game, I will talk down to you and try to like read you and destroy you in, in conversation. At a certain age, I just feel like you should be devoid of emotion. And... <laughs> <laughs> like why why are you still feeling well, all these feelings? Like you've been on this earth for 40 years. Let yes. it go already. Oh my God. Ugh. Like you're still chock full of emotions. Some people just drag just that not... suitcase around with them. Look. It's not me. No. I don't. I pack light. I don't drag no suitcases. <laughs> well, thanks for doing some research on Dustin Diamond. Um, <laughs> Look, I did the research that I thought was necessary, we, and now I've learned. You live and you learn, yeah. and now I know what research to look for when I'm doing. I think that we stuff. now know if there's any flags that come up about incarceration, drug abuse, alcohol yes, abuse. I get it. Anything, yeah, yeah, we need to talk about it. All right, we're going to sign off for episode seven. Yes, it's been a pleasure, as always. Um, take care of yourself and each other. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>